A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so Phil, I give you three out of ten. And Tim, I'm going to give you four out of ten. Hello Egg Chasers, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. My name is Tim, uh, Philip is wearing a British and Irish Lions jersey proudly. Very proudly. And JB, how liony do you think this podcast will be? Oh, this is going to be more liony than a chocolate covered confectionery bar with... Rice Krispie like bits and caramel. <laughs> right, very careful to say Rice Krispie like bits. Oh yes. yeah, we don't want to get sued by a big corporate. They, they probably wouldn't mind the same company, isn't it? It's Nestle do Rice Krispies and Lion Bars. Well, Kellogg's. Kellogg's. Oh, Kellogg's. Kellogg's. Although, although, let's just hope Procter and Gamble don't, don't do them, or we're really in trouble. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for downloading. You can find us on the Apple Podcast, uh, on on Acast, on any other place you can find podcasts, and wherever you are, hit subscribe because we're doing loads of extra podcasts. Well, not loads. I think we've only got like two more. Extras. I know, only a couple of extra podcasts to go. So it's at know. the end of our holiday or something, when it all flies past. Yeah, and that's it. Whilst whilst most of the rugby fraternity have been holidaying, putting their feet up, we have been doing doing overtime. Mm. So yeah, hit, hit subscribe and thank you very much uh, for getting in touch. Uh, Phil, good weekend in Edinburgh. Very good, very good fun. Uh, seeing friend of the pod CJ up there. Met some of the Edinburgh Northern lads as well out uh, last night. Where did you watch the game? Uh, just at home or at CJ's house. A uh, little bit hungover, so took it easy during the game. And you watched it on delay, I gather. Slight- Did you? How was how was that managing to go dark like radio silence from the world? Only slightly on delay, but yeah, uh, kind of watched it ten fifteen minutes later. Um, and yeah, pretty much radio silence uh, throughout the game. <laughs> You could have just caught up through the penalty kicks and half-time and stuff. Or did you want to so-call cool that up as well? Well, at half-time we went to get bacon butties. So it was really the second half that we, <laughs> we watched more on, on That was on delay. Uh, Maz, you, you were out <laughs> getting bacon butties during the second half and managed to avoid anything. That, yeah, I phone- suppose Scotland, you were in Edinburgh, Scotland don't care about the Lions, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Edinburgh. Do they Edinburgh have any players? No. Uh, it's all, all Glasgow, isn't it? I'm not even sure they had a player that even once played in Edinburgh on the Lions tour. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But what were your takeaways then, Phil? We, me, me and JB did a very quick, um, after the final whistle, catch-up. Uh, first of all, just what a game. Like, yeah. Most incredible tension uh, I've ever felt in something like that. And I can't, still struggling to believe that the Lions actually did it. Yeah. And to come back, I know against 14 men, and that, that's a separate point that we'll, we'll get onto, but to to come back, um, the number of times that we've seen New Zealand close that kind of game out when there's, 
when it's a, down to a three-point game, even when they're they're with a minute to go, they're losing and they still manage to win. And with in the last minute, in the seventy-eighth or seventy-ninth minute, they got into the Lions' twenty-two and messed it up. And I I just couldn't, I almost couldn't believe what I was watching, seeing them, seeing the the pressure that the Lions had put on New Zealand uh, to put to force them into that position. So. New Zealanders would point to that final penalty, though, when the Lions did get into New Zealand's half, as, I mean, I'd be spitting chunks if the Lions had lost the game on the basis of that penalty. What else could Charlie Falmuina do than try and tackle a guy who then decides to jump in the air as he's catching it? So basically, you could argue if you were a New Zealander, and I'll be devil's advocate here, the Lions won the Test match with a kick that was won by a penalty Mm -hmm. because... Reese Webb never got on, did he? Connor Murray no. played those. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, because Connor Murray did a bad pass, yeah. the Lions won the Test match. Correct. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's a good law at all. It's to protect kickers in the air. Sorry, catchers. Catchers in the air. Yeah, from a kicked ball in the air. It's not really for this. I understand it can do a lot of damage, but it, we can see the p- perverse incentives it creates. But it, it's all about time. So I think, in my head, the law was applied correctly. Yep. But if if um, Sinclair catches that ball half a second earlier before he's off the ground, then Sinclair's jumping into a tackle. Yeah. But the, this, is what, this is why the law's ridiculous. Yeah. This is... The, the, it's, but it, it's, I, I would be... The, the if we, if we'd not, have lost the chance to go to a third week and New Zealand and it had been reversed and Sinclair tackled Falmoina, yeah. the two replacement tight heads, we'd be absolutely livid. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> we would be livid. So I can, you can understand New Zealand as being very unhappy. Yeah, yeah, and, I can. And they're a little bit unhappy with the uh, Owen Farrell kind of half tackle off the ball, half clear out on TJ Perinara for when Co- Conor Murray burst through. Yes, oh. but that's that's what they did to New yeah. Zealand did to us. Was yeah. it or was it in a provincial match? I forget. Yeah, it was it was always going to be in a game as fluid as rugby with so many players on the pitch at yeah. one time and only one official really working at any one time. It's all, there's always going to be these incidents. Mm. Yeah. No, no no big deal. And equally we were only Jamie George away from not winning the game because the penalty could have been reversed if he hadn't intervened and been the the dinosaur tamer with uh, Carl Sinclair. <laughs> oh God! Is this where um, Carl Sinclair started celebrating again? Well, he just he just went a bit nuts after Falmuina tackled it. He just got up and went a bit nuts before the penalty. He sort of lost it. the penalty. Could have been reversed. There was a few players on the Lions pitch, particularly t- towards the end, who yeah. were right on the edge. It of worries me losing that losing control. Like what Sam Orbson said at the end of the game. I'm not happy because we've not won the, won the series. It's exactly how I want my players. I don't want them feeling that they've already achieved everything they're going to achieve. Oh, yeah. And there is a sort of feeling about that when you're jumping in the air, high-fiving everyone because you've won a penalty. So, yeah, I get it, but look at look at Mako. Mako's actions, oh. both the, the charge off the ball, which um, Cody Taylor did on Owen Farrell. It didn't get picked up, but regardless, when Mako did it, Kind of petulantly and stupidly on Bowden Barrett, and then the the off the ball again, the clear out. Well, the first one, I really thought there's nothing in it. I yeah, I, I, you know, I'm with you. That but. could be nothing, quite frankly. But having it, having been something, having been a penalty, or even having it go to the match official, video match official, don't do it again. Yeah, you know, then that's when you just keep your nose ultra clean. Yeah, it looked like he'd he'd lost, he'd gone the wrong side of being. 
Uh, and and again, and again, I'm actually happy with the yellow card, but there's quite a lot of New Zealanders going, well, hold on a minute, that was a shoulder, no arm, no arm, yeah. deliberate shoulder hit to the head. Uh, I'm sympathetic to that. Uh, I will say this, I think Maka won it for us, because when he went off that yellow card, it was like someone got hold of the Lions collectively and just gave him a good shake and said, like, snap out of it. You've got to play rugby. Cause yeah. yeah, it's I, weird that New Zealand were better playing with 14 against 15. Yeah. It, well, I mean, until that point, I think the Lions were so scared about throwing it away and making a mistake, they got very cautious. Yeah. When it went 14 on 14, it was like, oh, guess guess we need to play some rugby then, boys. Yeah. And yeah. where they went. Yeah, because it was, it was almost the catalyst, going back to equal numbers. Yeah. Um, turned it around. Because all season, sorry, all season, all series... The Lions have not had the better of New Zealand. There's never been a, a long period of play when the Lions have been clearly the better team until they played 14 on 14. I think that uh, made uh, them think, actually, we can do this. And then when they got back to full strength, away they went. Yeah. He, uh, it's, some finish as well. Well, last 20 minutes, so I was convinced. I was absolutely convinced. Um, when the Bowden Barrett, so McAvoy gets the yellow card. Bowden Barrett slots that. It's 18 points to nine, and it's 59 minutes gone. Mm. Now, we know from an earlier pod, New Zealand historically concede very, very few points in the last 20 minutes and score a lot of points. Yes. And the Lions outscored out, outscored them 15 points to three in the last 20 minutes. Is that right? Half of which it was 14 on 14. Yeah, incredible. It, yeah, that, that really is that composure and the... the the dominance of Lion and this kind of suffocating defence. Um, yeah, it's a big notching. It's a big notching Andy Farrell's cap, isn't it? This game. Yeah. So yeah, I think I alluded to this in our earlier pod, but I'll go with it again. Um, the All Blacks won the first test because they had a very unique game plan. I, I still don't think I've ever seen a team play like that. I mean, it's like the Exeter Chiefs in the twenty-two. But a lot, lot more. Does that make sense? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of how like, Exeter play in the twenty-two across most of the pitch. Exactly. And lots of little offloads. I've never seen anything like it. I'm not sure we'll see anything like it again. To be fair. So the Lions have adjusted their team in order to play that game. Is what I believe. But the All Blacks then went back and played a different game, which which we obviously saw. And I'm wondering, do I credit the selection of those two players? To change the way that the All Blacks played, nah. Yeah, how much? How much does Sunny Bill? How much? uh, The Sunny Bill sending off after twenty-five minutes. Yeah. The fact it was hammering it down with rain. Yeah. But they weren't playing the same way. I mean, you thought hammering it down with rain, they would just carry on doing the same. They'd pick up where they left off from last week. I would have thought. Well, how else would you do it? But what what did they do dramatically different this week from last week? I just thought they were a little bit more open. Having said that, Bowden Barrett only made eleven passes, which is astonishingly low. Wow, that that really is. Just 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 is double that, check. I was, was going to say, is that, that, a, that is, can that be a, a fact? I'm, Incredible. I know they kicked. From I, that, I know it's very few because if you look at the passing stats, I know they kicked so, out of hands more so than the Lions did. Uh, well, seven according to this. Oh, so seven passes. Uh, but Sexton and Farrell didn't make many either at all. No, well, Sexton, Se- Sexton did. Uh, we we talk about a trademark Itoji hand clap. We should talk about the trademark. Well, we have talked before about the trademark Sexton runaround. Runaround. It's around. Good it's like you know what he's going to do every time he gets the ball. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but you can't stop it. It's like jiu-jitsu, so which is 
don't learn everything, just learn a couple of things really, really well. <laughs> and that's what he does. He's a you know, jiu-jitsu black belt of the wraparound. He's learned how to wear massive shoulder pads and how to do a runaround. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, Brett Favre always used to say, don't let anyone, anyone ever wear your shirts. Hence, he went, God knows what, 100 odd games in the NFL. Do you think Sonny Bill has really messed up by letting? La- you asked the la- same la- question the other day. No, that's did, did I? Let, let's 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 like simmer that. It's like he's got red carded, and that's the one thing you got to say. New Zealand haven't ever uh, let a lead slip, but New Zealand have never had a a red card yeah, in this yeah. in this era of of the team. Th- yeah, third in their history, I think it is. Fifty years since the last one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Colin Meads. Oh no, there must have been another one. Or is that the last one on home soil? Home, home soil. I don't think they've ever had one on home soil, mate. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I think the two have been away. I'm really? Sure. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think so. They, they, w- they won both of those two games that they got red cards in. But again, you're going back fi- yeah, but fifty years. Yeah. Uh, apologies for asking the same question twice. Um, no, no, it's all right. However, no, no. So I'm saying no. Like, is it was it was a it was no malice. He didn't mean it. You can't. That would be the the harshest and worst thing you could do. But how to 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 take that out on a player's career when so, that happens let me ask you this then how serious is it how serious is what he's done I'm with you as an individual act it's not it's not, not serious at all not. is it but what about the broader picture what about the fact that they lost at home for the first time in god knows how, uh, how many years how about the fact that they thought they were going to wrap up the wrap up the test series and wrap it up well how about the fact that they were favourites heavy favourites going into it and also he's not going to be able to play for four more games is it four weeks? Four, four weeks. Well, by that time, so one more game. One, one game. I yeah. think it's actually really serious for him. No, I don't think it is. In, in, um, Hansen is building towards 2019, as everyone is, mm-hmm. and Sonny Bill Williams will remain in his thoughts until then. Oh, uh, unquestionably, yeah. absolutely unquestionably, he he made a mistake. He made a clear mistake, but. I don't think it'll, it'll have that any. That would have been like washing your hands of Ronan O'Gara after South Africa. He carried on playing for Ireland. You Never know. played for the Lions again, did he? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This um, is true. Sonny Bill reacted to it in amazing Sonny Bill fashion. He um, he was humble. He gave his red card to a child in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved loved that tweet. <laughs> it made me laugh so Made much. me giggle. Lol. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, did either of you see Kieran Reid dealing with it? When the press were, were trying to ask him. He is a classy human being, yeah. isn't he? he? Why, what did he say? I missed, missed both these interviews straight after the game. So the one I've seen, he, he's probably been asked a dozen times about it, but the only ones that I've seen, he has kind of not not addressed the red card, but he has just said, look, we weren't good enough in a number of areas. We made mistakes. Yeah, and he's, we, we were put under pressure. He, Lions he, played brilliantly. He's he's exactly went, he right, went up to he? every player, smiled, shook hands, and just reacted in the classiest manner. In fact, I would say the two skippers, uh, Sam Warburton, by all accounts, has been received brilliantly in New Zealand. They mm. love like, And the way he chatted after the game was like, well, yeah. you know, we haven't won a, t- we haven't won a yeah. series. It, do you know what, how it he was great. kind of strikes me? It's more like, they're both very serious about their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're ultra-professional. Yeah. Uh, there, there is no time for the personal stuff. There's no time for the, yeah. the mind games. It's all business on, on these In fact, couple I, of weeks now. I bet neither of them are, like, on Instagram the way many others are. They, see, they seem <laughs> like they're just all completely rugby. In a Richie McCall kind yeah. of fashion. Yeah. I've like, actually met Kieran Reid. And I actually tried to touch his shoulder Kieran as well. Kieran Reid met you. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> JB. Um, <laughs> and he's actually... Just like that, I mean, we were in the middle of Chicago in an empty stadium. Yeah, and he's actually he, even talking to me. It feels humble. It even yeah, feels yeah. like he's surprised that you're asking him for a photo. 
if yeah. you, if that's you go, kind of got such go, a nice guy. Go to our uh, Instagram page, Egg Chasers Podcast, and look at JB's the hover, ho- hand. hover hand. No, <laughs> he, he can't quite bring himself to actually touch the great man. I, I, also, I had one chance, one chance of a photo. <laughs> Did you hear Steve Hansen after the game talking to New Zealand TV? This is him. What was that a Freudian slip or just by accident uh, no, or was sorry, that mind a, games? There's uh, too much of the body of evidence against Steve Hansen to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Especially when it comes to Warren Gatland. He's got like a chink in his arm. You do it like there's one person. Like Usually it's a family member that can get under your skin at yeah. any time. It's those two <laughs> with each other. Yeah. Oh wow! I've not heard that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the lions. Come on. <laughs> he never let. He never fails to let himself down in some small way, does he? The, That's the, good. The other feature, uh, in terms of, I'm going to play you a clip here. This is. This is. Uh, oh, hold on a minute. The, the other thing, do you see. You see, you see, you see the picture of Maruotoji with his dad. Love that picture. No, so good. His dad, it looks so excited. It's yeah, his dad is more excited than. It's just. It's after 80 minutes. They're on the on the sideline. His dad looks more, way more excited than Maru. And his dad went, uh, like, his dad looks like Ainsley Harriet in that picture. <laughs> Have a little look at it. But then this, this. It, it, that looks like the most excitable Labour conference suit you'll ever see. <laughs> and there's, uh, there's a uh, the brilliant shot of Alan Wynne-Jones and Liam Williams doing, uh, walking off, shouting the chant as well. So uh, Yeah, I saw Alan Wynne-Jones doing it. He, he's truly on his way to being... One of the greatest locks the so, world's ever seen. So that, that is who that, Alan Wynne Jones. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me say something about Alan Wynne Jones. Uh, I think is he now the only player to have beaten Australia, South Africa, and New Zealand for the Lions in, in a Test match? Yeah, that's quite something. That isn't is it? that is something that really yeah, is. That, that is. Um, oh, that that probably brings on to the calls. You you might yeah. you might well have talked touched on it yesterday, but yeah. we can probably look back and say. Right, right, right. Correct call, yes or no. Warburton in for Peter Omani. Correct call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I still feel sorry for Omani because he did nothing wrong. Yeah, but mm. but Warburton, Warburton and was excellent. And you'll never, he, he was excellent. The problem with Warburton, right, is that he is literally, he's kind of like Dylan Hartley. I thought you were going to say he's literally Dylan Hartley then. Yeah. <laughs> you almost did. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of like Dylan Hartley in that he only really plays for Wales. So you can't really get a good handle <laughs> Of how good yeah. he is during the season until they throw him into well any red shirt it would seem yeah uh, and when he he's just brilliant he's there, just brilliant there was a, a the last couple of minutes when New Zealand turned turned the ball over in Lions twenty two uh, I think Jonathan Davies kicks it downfield and the Lions press the whole team chasing after it and Sam Warburton was him and Sean O'Brien were both leading that line and I thought that kind of epitomised yeah. both of their effort like a tireless Phil, Phil little, little stat question for you then uh, um, last time New Zealand went trialless wow uh, I've not I've not seen this this probably some time ago last have they gone trialless in the last 10 years the last tri- last time they were trialless at home was 2002 wow the last Ooh. time they were trialless away I believe I may be on this I think it's 2004 Jeez. wow yeah, yeah, uh, that that is incredibly imp- impressive. So thirty-eight games would be wouldn't be that long though, would it? No, no. Hold on, it might be less than that for trialers because I think it was th- I think it's a thirty-eight game run they've had. 
at, at home. Don't but a 38 game at home would be... Because they only normally play kind of, yeah, five, six games yeah. at home. Yeah. So that is years. So, um... So other, other, other calls... But again, they've never played with 14 men. True. Yeah. The other calls then. Second, second row. Yeah, Fine. second row. Wouldn't. Second row. Now, I'm, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here for a second. I think, well, you, you have to say they won the game, so well done, the right calls, but you can't predict that there were going to be 14 men. You can't predict that it's going nope. to be hammering down with rain. Bowden Barrett missing well, you could kisses. Do that. You, can't put, you can't predict Bowden Barrett's going to miss three kicks. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've been predicting it from day one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, so, yeah, actually, a, it, a couple it, of things. You can't predict the red card. You're right there. Uh, there's a, a multi-million pound industry in, in weather forecasting, so I can't, <laughs> I can't give that one, Tim. And yeah, we can predict about Bowden Barrett because he's got such a long record of it. Uh, arguably, you couldn't have predicted... Bowden Barrett slotting 100% of his kicks last week, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that was a shock. So you've got to say, fair play, all the calls are right because they won the game. There, there has been, and I think there was a lot of, there was two camps, two chains of thought. There was one going, Alan Wynne-Jones is being selected on reputation, not form. And then there were a lot of people after the game saying, see... Was he that amazing or was he just solid, decent Alan Wynne-Jones? No, he wasn't amazing because they beat the All Blacks. So that's the first thing. <laughs> and I've been thinking I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving yeah. an opinion. I'm just I'm I'm asking the question this. because I think the, the nature of this sort of tabloidy world we live in mm. where it, it goes from one... was one... Like, again, someone described my comments about Alan Wynne-Jones as vitriolic on, the la- <laughs> on, on last week's podcast. I thought all I said is, I don't think he's the, the, the form choice, but... There you go, Gatlin's made a no, call, we'll and see. But, and, 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 and the, the, the yang to that ying was that every, suddenly everyone's going, see, I told you he's an incredible player. <laughs> well, I was in the incredible player camp, but I was also in the camp that he hasn't been the best lock. But this is why I think it's okay for Gatlin to pick on reputation rather than form. Because people point to his selection of Jonathan Davis over Brian O'Dreary and you know, there have been some sort of double standard here. Mm. Like, yeah, okay, there's Brown O'Driscoll, who's been one of the greats of all time, yeah. and then you've replaced him on form, Alan Wynne Jones didn't do the same. And the reason I think it's different is because of the nature of the position. The position, obviously, with an outside centre is, it is a high intensity, you've got two or three breaks a game, fast twitch sort of position. Lock is just continual battles, fights over and over again. And I think the experience that Lock m- means... And matters for a lot more than it does somewhere out in the backs. So it's completely consistent with me. And when you want someone to dig in the trenches, I do think you need that mental toughness. You can't just have two young guys. And like we alluded to his record before, South Africa, Australia, now New Zealand. There is something in that. I, I see that. I, w- I wouldn't suggest there's any lack of mental toughness in Ian Henderson or no, I wouldn't George either. Cruz I wouldn't. or Courtney Laws. But you've got to be there before. And you've got to know what it takes. That, there is a good point, because if you do look across the Lions, the whole team, mm. there's a lot of pretty young guys. There's, yeah. there's only a handful of those guys who are over 30. Um, you've got a, a lot of you, particularly in that tight five as well. Fur- yeah. Furlong, Mako, Jamie, they, Jamie George. They're remarkably young, actually. They, they are remarkably young for an international it's type It's mad when you look at Jamie George, played all 80 minutes in a team that's beaten New Zealand for the Lions on the bench for England. <laughs> yeah. You're the best. Uh, yeah. like, that break from Jamie George was so so cool because... I love Jamie George when he does that. Yeah. I mean, like, he spent two games now toiling. He's not been as effective as he sometimes is for Saracens and for England. 
but he's still trying the same things over and over again right until the last quarter of his second start in a test match against <laughs> against New Zealand and then it comes off I, I just love it yeah I loved it as well I, then, I liked it when he hooked the ball with his head in a scrum did he? There's, there's one scrum that went down, but he, he ended up hooking it with his head. I did not see that. He's got a big Swede, but I've never seen it used for that. Effective. Very effective. And then the other call, Farrell and Sexton, which me and you, Tim, were both on board with. I was not on board last, with this. Last week. I was on board this. I was calling for it for, on test one. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I was not on board on this, and I don't think it actually worked until the very end. What? It didn't work until the end, mate. I mean, so, so it didn't work in the way that we. I was advocating it would work which was to get the ball to the outside backs yeah it did work in in a way that suited the conditions because you had two but even, well, you then had three very good kickers because you've got Connor Murray and the two men outside yeah, but even the kicking wasn't great to be fair there was some very good stuff and it the more the more effective kicking was arguably Connor Murray's um box kicks it did in those conditions it put the back three under some pressure the yeah, New, the New Zealand back three. both back threes were put under some some real pressure. But almost every member of that backline can kick. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of... really difficult for a fullback. Yeah, because you're trying to make it make yourself unpredictable to bait the kicks. To you know, there's a whole chess game around that. And if they don't know what, what's going to happen, it's bloody difficult. Right, pick one key man for the lines that you thought was if if who was because I don't even know who the official man of the match was. Oh, I'm not sure. What? I want to. Say... I don't know. I know. I know that on on Talksport where I was working, uh, Ben K picked Marutoji. As his man of the match, I would. I would probably also pick Mario Toji. I think. I, I think I probably would. I, Just, thought, I thought Sean O'Brien. Do you know was what? Yeah. Every time I Sean think of the name, incredible. I think of a reason to give him man of the match. So I thought Warburton because his mere presence changed the style, the style of the game. Are we getting ahead of ourselves here? Yeah, yeah. Because we are. because they were then, fourteen men and they missed nine points. Yeah. If if Bowden Barrett had got one of those or or two of those three very kickable kicks, okay, the game was gone and dead. Even though the Lions and then had I fifteen think about, men. Like, um, Toby Palatow there's going to be a reaction you know there's going to be a big reaction next week under the roof in Dunedin remember well, the, the, the greenhouse yeah um, hmm. I do you know what I think I'd give it to Sean O'Brien yeah she just toiled and toiled I would be toiled. very happy with Sean O'Brien it's, as well do you know, do you know who, his, his performance that test reminded me of Richard Hill in his pomp like, mus- like muscular good tackler not that flashy just carries He's on. He's really stuff. devastating with the ball in his hand, though. He, yeah. he was a yeah, wrecking was making, ball. Yeah, he was making good, good yards. Yeah, they didn't know. Com- how to, comfortably, they didn't know how to comfortably made the it's, most yards. It's funny. Do you think more was made of the Farrell Sexton thing than needed to be? Because well, actually, when you look at it on the face of it, people are going, "Oh, really gutsy call, really bold call." Oh, God, what a brave call! It's like, no, you're picking an international ten at ten, and you're picking an international twelve at twelve. Yeah, it, no, it, I think it was a bold call because bold call because I actually don't think Farrell. Is the best twelve? Um, like he he bounced off too too many tackles. He's a hard hitter. In the Six Nations, name name somebody who played better in at uh, twelve. I don't have the stats to hand, but when you compare well, the ten, well, no, because I think you have to consider it. Um, but he did miss more tackles than you know all than all the other tens. You know, like by by a long way. I think it's like twelve missed tackles d- during the Six Nations. Um, you know, you would have argued that Henshaw probably played pl- played a bit better. You know, I don't think he's a world class twelve, and that's why I'm I kind of I I, I, know, I genuinely think he he is a world class twelve. I think he's that good. I think he does have flaws in his game. Um, you you are quite right. He does miss tackles and he does get bounced because he goes high. He also puts in some brilliant hits. Yeah. But what you lose in some areas, you more than gain up in other areas. Yeah. I with all that said, I think it was quite a ballsy call. 
because you dropped one of the best players on on the whole tour in peak tier mm. and you're dropping him completely out of your side and changing the way that you're playing but I think the changing the way they're playing was necessary to, is necessary yeah. to beat New Zealand and I think what you've seen there and it'll be really interesting to see what Wales do now because Warren Gatland in Lions duty has played a very un-Warren Gatland style way Wales have never played with two ball players they have actually they were well in... very rarely come on it's not it's not what Warren well, Gatland does only because it's not available to him what really? Warren Gatland is yeah what Warren Gatland is ultimately is, is a pragmatist so in the early days, it was always Henson and Shanklin. I mean, he really rated Henson. Um, Shanklin's not a distributor. He was a no, no. Shanklin uh, sorry, thirteen. Henson oh, Shanklin. thirteen. Right. I mean, that, that's how they won there. Okay, Stephen yeah. Jones. Yeah, Stephen yeah, Jones. Yeah. So it's not that unusual for him. Um, Owen. Uh, Owen. Not Owen Williams. All right. So we have to go Is back. A, a de- yeah, we have to Owen go back Williams. a decade. Well, no, because he's got he's got Owen Williams now, and Scott Williams. Scott Williams, thank you. That's the one that that's, that's one. <laughs> Although that Owen Williams did, who, did play on the tour, yeah, and really play. And Scott Williams was was largely overlooked in favour of Jamie Roberts until Jamie Roberts was clearly looking really ropey. Jamie Roberts was man of the tour in South Africa. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, we, not, I'm not I'm not I'm not criticizing all, all I'm saying I think it's a, it's, think a it's a matter of fact. Jamie Roberts It's a matter of fact that it's very ungatland but, yeah, but I think yeah, what you've seen is the blueprint. It's what Australia have been doing forever. It's what England have been doing for some time albeit but albeit by accident I think Eddie Jones fell into that. Yeah, uh, but you do. You are right in a sense that Gatland has played this certain way, and my argument would be the way the reason he's played in a certain way is because of the players available to him. And Jamie Roberts will probably go down as one of Wales's all-time great centres. So you know you'd, you'd have to dispose of Jamie Roberts in order to get someone else in there, and that's yeah. why I think he's think he's done it. I don't think Gatland cares if he's got a playmaker or he's got a bosher as long as it works. Mm. That that is my view. My, my, my as view. long as he's got the best. Having players said available. that, what what does back you up is his time in Wasps. The Wasps team were the biggest, most physical team because he demanded that for for his style of play. So there is, you know, there is something to what you say. Certainly, I'm mm. I'm a bit like I've, okay. So I would I would come out of this test match, and if we try and just, I think my, my feet are back down on earth now. I I look at it and go, New Zealand won't be that bad again. They were poor by their standards. Yep. Um, they will have 15 men again. Yep, yep, they they will get a lot lot better. But on the I think the positive for the Lions is they can get a lot better as well. They were they were rubbish for the middle forty minutes. Really, they made a lot of mistakes. They made yeah. a huge number of mistakes, and and to stay in the game, um, well, actually they weren't actually in the game at one point with with twenty minutes ago when they were they were nine points down. But to win the game in that manner yeah. is brilliant. I I think the chances of them winning the third test are far higher than they are. Than previously winning the second test, I honestly think this, this is a complete toss-up now. Whereas I, I would have said um, for the second test, yeah, New Zealand the heavy heavy favourites, going to be really really difficult. You got to remember, New Zealand are missing players. You know, the attritional factor has really affected them. Not such the Lions. I think the Lions will go out with exactly the same team as they finished with. Maybe there might be something to do with Mako, but other than that, oh, so you think Laws might come in for? Because that- no Mako. No, but you said the the same team as they finished with. Oh no, sorry. Um, as they started with. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So they'll, they'll have back to back, back back to back teams. I can't remember the last time a Lions tour was able to do that. Whereas the All Blacks are missing all sorts of personnel. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be missing a few players. Yeah. So it's. I think bring it on straight. Oh, it's the hype is going to be mad this week. It, isn't it? Yeah, I can't wait. <sighs> so, so excited. Yeah, last week I called it exactly right. Don't don't give me any credit for the score because I didn't really believe it. 
it would happen. <laughs> oh yeah, because um, you said Lions by four again. I said you? Lions by four, right? But that doesn't count. I really meant All Blacks <laughs> by fifteen. Um, <laughs> but I did say it would be one of the best Test matches that we can remember. Uh, I think the, the next game is what it's got a chance of even being even better. It's certainly going to be the most hyped t- Test match yes. I can remember. Yeah. When, when, when's the last match you can think of which has more hype than this? I'm like even the last couple of World Cup finals have had less hype than this. Yeah, because because they, they're yeah or... they were almost done deals. New Zealand, Australia, New Zealand, uh, France. Wales, France was kind of a big deal at the time, but in the semi-final. Yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah, uh, I'm going to deviate this slightly, okay. uh, briefly, because one of the reasons we're sat here doing this and doing all these extra podcasts throughout the Lions tour is thanks to our wonderful friends at Raging Bull. Phil Vickery and his team. Uh, so ragingball.co.uk, they've got loads of brilliant leisure wear. We are discerning rugby gentlemen. We we wear we wear chinos and blazers and yep, crisp, crisp shirts and ties and pocket squares and lapel badges whenever we get the chance and nice pairs of yeah. shoes and whatnot. And uh, Raging Bull can sort you out with all of that stuff and you can get a 15% discount uh, if you go to, well, if you just use the code EGG15 at checkout. Uh, and yeah get involved they've got some really good stuff there and um, made all the better by the fact you can get a good deal on it uh, and I've been asking for some tour story well, we've been asking for some tour stories from you um, memories of tours gone by as there's a Lions tour at the moment and um, thank you very much got one here I- I'm going to keep it anonymous to start with just in case like last week <laughs> <laughs> I end up wishing it was anonymous before so this is a tour from Dorking Rugby Club Mm-hmm. Dorking that's Essex is it I don't know I think it's Essex or Kent or something around. Mm. I think I'm pretty sure it's Essex. Anyway, so I think it's like Jason Leonard land. That's barking, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah, it is barking. Uh, so. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a, a retro tour. This is an under-14s tour that, that this gentleman is remembering. My first tour was under-14s. Under which went, went wow. to Eindhoven. Bloody hell. The opening game before they went... That's in Holland. Holland, yeah. yeah. But before they went over the border there, they, they had a game in Belgium. And what none of the team knew at that time and none of the club knew is that Belgian rugby teams play mixed sex up to the age of under-17. Wow! Imagine being fourteen. Under those, seventeen. Those hormones. Imagine being yeah. fifteen, sixteen. Those hormones racing around and then mixed rugby. So, yeah. So uh, he was playing. Mixed rugby this gentleman 17. was playing prop, and he was up against a female. Uh, they were comfortably winning. Unfortunately, with it being 
15 years ago. Can't remember the scoreline. That's fine. Just want the juicy details. That's all we want. <laughs> uh, being a prop, I was at the front of a line out at one point. There's no lifting at that age group. I was. It was pretty much a free-for-all. The ball got thrown in. Somehow, uh, I snatched the ball from the air and began to run up the pitch. In front of me was one of the fairer maidens from the opposition, their right winger. So she was going to be one of the nice... <laughs> nice yeah. Everything appeared to go in slow motion at this point. Uh, as I realised I had a one-on-one with this girl, my teenage instincts kicked in. My brain thought it was just a good idea to disguise a handoff as my very first touch of a boob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I cunningly aimed my hand towards her chest, eyes on the prize. Uh, just before first contact, I was completely blindsided by the opposition number eight, by far the most <laughs> athletic player. And, and, and he was the token, look much, looks much older than they actually are kind of person. Yeah. From his perspective, I bet it was his girlfriend you were after. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the biggest tackle I've been on the receiving end of as I hit the ground I let out a groan um, a mixture of pain and also the disappointment of having not got my first touch of boot <laughs> what a sad story <laughs> I'm going to find the I name. can't imagine how what it would be like playing against girls at age 17 sounds like a bad idea it didn't for, sound, lo- for lots well, of it reasons it doesn't sound go- a good idea for the girls that would be my main, my main point <laughs> it was Darren Bearden thank you Darren Thanks, Darren. And, th- and hi to everyone at Dorking Rugby Club. Uh, email contact eggchasers at gmail.com. Now, I know we've finished the Lions, but we have just got one more area of the li- of this match to visit, and we haven't touched it yet. But we've forgotten to talk about the big winners of this game. Ireland, congratulations, you've won the JB Cup. Uh, people <laughs> up and down Ireland were set. Uh, they were dance, dancing in the streets. The test again. But I'm going to put, put it. I'm going to put it to you once again. It 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 can only even be thought of as a potentially viable thing if you can explain it succinctly in one line. Longest winning streak, Tier One Nation. There you go. Five on the bounce for Ireland. They, uh, the cup is actually in transit to Dublin it's, Airport. It's, it's in transit. It, yeah. I was going to say, it's slightly <laughs> farcical that it's, it's a trophy that you don't win by beating anyone. You win by someone well, else look, losing somewhere yeah. else in the world. Look, you can win, you can win the, the Premier League without playing the team that's second in the final weekend. So it, it works. Oh, all fine. those Irish fans, that's why they were all jumping telly around their telly. Were. They were Go on, Shawnee, win the JB Cup for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they were shouting. So that's an amazing, it's an am- amazing uh, achievement for a small nation. Congratulations, guys. Be proud of that. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Very good. Uh, I've actually been sent a little quiz on email as well. Do you want this briefly? It's only a quick one. Okay. Yeah. Go on. That would be good. So uh, hello to Harry Nye, who's emailed contacteggchasers at gmail.com. I know Harry Nye. With a game. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, Harry Nye. He's inspired by previous quizzes like Springbok or Nazi War Criminal. Mm-hmm. He has come up with a game, Plays for Cyprus or Human Virus. Ooh. <laughs> so, just you know, I've actually played with a lot of the, the Cypriot na- uh, national team on a beach in Limassol. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is unfair then. You, you, you should get this. Yeah, you I know. I can you remember, remember all, the, all that name? So, first one, JB and Phil, and play along as you're listening. Uh, is... Filiotis, a 35-year-old Cypriot lock or a genital infection that will affect your male ego? Ooh. Say it again. Filiotis. Filiotis. Now, I did catch something in Cyprus and I also met a lock. I can't remember which is which. Um, I'm going to go for the lock. I'm going to go for the virus. JB is 1-0 up. You, you may well have played on the beach with Philiotis. He's nicknamed Philly, six foot seven lock, who weighs twenty stone. 
he's got eight international caps for the Mouflons. Did you know that's their nickname? <laughs> no, I did not. The Mouflons. Uh, oh, uh, he currently plays for Hammersmith and Fulham Rugby Club. Oh, good lad. Oh, nice. Um, okay, next one. Bill Harzia. Bill Harzia. Bill Harzia. Is Bill Harzia a disease caused by a parasitic worm or a young, skillful centre known for insane offloads? I'm going to say... Uh, um, the centre, the, uh, the parasite or the virus. JB goes two nil up. Yes. Oh. Bilazia, second only to malaria, is the most devastating parasitic disease. Uh, they were released from infected freshwater snails. This is a horrible quiz. Spread through <laughs> contaminated freshwater. It's not a badly written quiz. It's, it's just horrible. <laughs> okay. So, how how much worse than? Uh, previous quizzes? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it makes me feel horrible. Uh, okay. I, I'm so squeamish. Phidias Effimu. Is Phidias Effimu a versatile rugby union player who can play anywhere in the back line or an osteolytic condition attacking the human spine? JB, you go first. Uh, the player? Give me a virus. Uh, JB's 3 0 up. Oh. Left wing for Cyprus, right wing inside and outside centre at international level. Nine t- nine tries in 19 international appearances. By the way, this is, this is no mean feat because I want Cyprus like the longest undefeated team. Is that uh, Malta? No, Cyprus are actually the JB cup holders. They're not because they're oh, not no. tier one. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Re- uh, refer to my single sentence. Philip. <laughs> 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 Pediculus caporis. Is Pediculus caporis a cutaneous condition spread by contact with bed sheets or an overweight prop that's had had to have that has had one too many sweets? <laughs> it has to be a virus. It is. It's a condition caused by body lice that lay their eggs in the seams of Jesus Christ. Cloth. Right. This is awful. <laughs> I can't I can't bear it. Right, let's go for let's go for one more. Um uh, Vaticiotis. Is Vaticiotis the name of a Cypriot rugby player that plays loose in the scrum or a fever that makes you loose in the bum? <laughs> I hate this so much. Uh, rugby player. Uh, whichever. Either or. <laughs> uh, three, two now. Um, That's it, I've won. Kyriakos Vaticiotis. <laughs> put this one to bed. He currently <laughs> plays loose head prop for club and country. Previously number eight of his former club, Trafford Metrovic. Oh, wow. Before, Steve Diamond's old club. But now, but, but currently plays for Manchester Rugby Club, my old ah, rugby club. Ah. Okay. Don't have Cypriot International um, in Manchester. Maybe get him on the podcast if we ever need yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Harry Nine. If you've got a quiz, then get it. And sorry that JB is, is got physically repulsed oh, by that one, so we cut it short. Stuff. I hate it. Uh, but contact <laughs> chasers at gmail.com. Yeah, do that. What else is going on? Uh, what else is oh, going Pro, on? Pro 12, what's going Pro on there? 12. Pro, Pro 14. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... What? So, if you haven't seen the news, the two South African franchises that were previously, previously rumoured to have been offered a place, it has been confirmed, will take part in this season's coming competition. Has it been confirmed that they are taking place or, it, or that they have been offered to take place? Uh... I'm looking now, and the way the language that the BBC have used is they are set to enter the league for the coming season. This is madness. So they meet for their to their final uh, Super Rugby fixtures against themselves against each other on the 14th of July, and then uh, September they'd be starting to have a six-week break. 
Right. So, uh, oh, it, so these are the two least valuable teams in Super Rugby. I mean, you might argue the Sun Wolves are, but at least Sun Wolves are in like you know an economic powerhouse. At least there's some, you know the money there, and, you know, it's spreading the game. Yada 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 yada. So they get a pass. These are genuinely just two afterthoughts which someone threw into no, Super Rugby. For I understand. Reasons. I understand this for financial reasons. Go on, because I'd be fascinated to know. It's just an, uh, it's TV money, isn't it? It's trying to it's trying to compete with the Avicii Premiership. And the Super Rugby for TV money. That's so, it. So the, I, but like, the Pro Twelve, it. the Pro Twelve TV deal is a fraction of yeah. the Premiership and the Top Fourteen. Um, oh, I, we're not going to be able to call it Avicii anymore as well because Aviva are no longer no, sponsors. Is that right? I, I don't think it's been announced who the Avicii. Actually, you are right because they're going to announce the new sponsors, aren't they? Yeah. When they do something to, to the kits or something, there's a new the, a, the Dead Mouse um, <laughs> <laughs> Premiership. Yeah. So um, the Calvin Harris Premiership. That'd yeah. be great. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, loads of reasons it's weird. One, the travelling. Two, they're they're both two terrible teams. Although the Kings did beat the Haguaras this weekend. Yeah, so we can play away. Um, the you know the expense and also the TV money. I mean, yeah, playing in South Africa is great. But the round, but the round is practically worthless and depreciates by about twenty percent every every decade. And it's not like it's going to strengthen anytime soon. It's it's bizarre. What, 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 okay, well, really, functionally, let's assume the money makes sense, and it is a big, albeit the rand is weak, and South Africa is a rugby mad nation. Yeah, yeah. and it gives they, South Africa they can't rugby get enough, pretty much year round yeah. as well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah. there's that. Um, but functionally, how does it work? Because it's do, fourteen teams; they're not going to all play each other home and away. It will should, presumably it'll have to be split into conferences, unless they just follow basically the top fourteen fixture schedule. Which, like, will they call the Anglo Welsh Cup? Uh, that wouldn't be a God, bad. God, that's thing. a good point. Yeah, they'll probably have to call the Anglo Welsh Cup. So that, that, that's to go. No big deal there. Um, probably, yeah. Uh, so how does that work? Two conferences of seven, a bit like NFL. You play everyone in your conference home and away, and. In fact, I saw this one suggested. Uh, it was two conferences of seven. You play everyone in your conference home and away. That's 12 games. Mm-hmm. You play everyone in the other conference, either home or away. That's mm-hmm. seven games. So that's uh, 19. And then you, and then to make it 20, one extra derby match. Okay. Okay. But, well, but that, in, terms, no. in terms of the, creating two conferences of seven, all the Irish teams... Are going to want to be in one conference, yeah. yeah. And, and all that the, would be great, though. Yeah, that, that, that would that's be really great. Good. And then all the Welsh teams are going to want to be in one conference because, be again, because of the derbies. And then you're going to kind of Scotland, sp- Ireland, and South Africa. Scotland all want to be together. South Africa makes sense to be together. Together, so you're going to end up. It's going to be a weird split. Mm. Then, just, you, then you have to split the Italians, possibly. Not that it particularly matters, but I mean, yeah, I'm going to play the role of the cynic. Your normal role, Tim. I was going to say, like, does this feel like it's it's kind of aligning for, well, the Welsh clubs could lose a club, the Italian clubs go on to one club, I mean, just to make it more palatable, you know, easier to fit all the player welfare issues in, all the travel issues, the fixture congestion? Uh, possibly. Because the Dragons have just appointed Bernard Jackman, who's a bloody good coach, actually. And they've just had a rebrand, haven't they? Have they? To what? Dragons. Just dragons. Just dragons, I yeah, think. They are. Yeah. Great. Like London Wasps going to Wasps. Uh, well, Cardiff want to go to Cardiff. Well, Cardiff to Cardiff Blues is the 
but like apparently the world will end according to Cardiff fans if they go <laughs> to Cardiff. Um, <laughs> which is why I just don't care about That's it. Mad. Um, I, don't, I don't know whether this is going to make me more interested or more apathetic well, it depends, towards it? the I mean, Pro 12. If these teams show up with a bunch of Springboks in, fair play Pro 12, you've done a really good job because you've actually you know, you've improved but the quality. You well, yeah, you've improved well, yeah, that, but if, have you? If, if they if. show up. If if it was the lion, if you're bringing in like the lions and the stormers, but, what the but going back to what Phil said, you're going to have these weird conferences where you, these four Irish teams, and then what would you do with Italians and um, yeah. Irish, Scottish, one Italian, or Irish, Scottish, and one South Irish African? and Scottish, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Welsh then, and Italian, and then a South African in each. Yeah, but then oh, well, you then want the South work? Africans. You want them at home because of the derbies and the travel. Oh, yeah, you want so them against just, each other. It's what, just this is not. I need also need to work out what do the Springboks think of all this because do the Springboks? If you look at New Zealand, everything's geared towards the All Blacks. I mean, it's not that perfect in South Africa, but you know, in their ideal world, their best players play for their franchises, and they go to the Springboks, and those franchises have their you know playing windows when they do play and when they don't play, and the internationals play. Do they send development players to these teams? Or they completely standalone teams, or you want to be a Springbok and be on the Springbok pathway, and also gives a lot of a lot of power to Springboks who go to for big money deals in France or England because they say, well, hang on a minute, you, you've got guys in the cheaters, and half the time they're spent over here anyway. So why can't we? Co- I think I think here? I think you're giving uh, South African rugby a lot more credit than it possibly deserves. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, right I'm not sure that as far down how, that path as has they... anyone actually told South African rugby this is happening. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> There are more questions than answers. Uh, definitely, right, right now, uh, and and also, yeah. If if you're if you don't have the two conferences and you do have a fourteen team oh. league like the top fourteen, meat grinder. That is unbelievably brutal. Yeah, that especially is, with the travel. I mean, it's not like travelling from. I mean, I, I know playing Treviso's like a bye week, but uh, even so, you still well, got to go. It is like a bye week. Travel, in some ways. yeah, it, but it's not in like psychologically all you know, all that travel, all that training. Yeah. It's a nightmare. I've been a little bit flippant yeah. when I said that. But yeah. 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 But you know, we do take the point because if you've got Treviso at home, you may as well send all your senior players off you know, on warm weather training. <laughs> so <laughs> I just don't I don't understand this for the life it's of me. It's just money. This is money. And they yeah. do need to do something because it is but slowly dying. I, I got the feeling that this is... So it might give a short-term boost of TV money, but it's actually going to make the league... Less valuable. Yeah, and what are they going to do with that t- Long TV term, money? Are they going to more damage than good? Invest in stadiums, or it, it, go, it will go to the clubs and it will allow them to pay players more. Yes, so it, it will be it be filtered, that's funneled it. to the players. That's it. Which which is good because it's good from one side because it allows you to retain talent in Ireland and Wales and Scotland, but they don't have that much difficulty doing it anyway. In all in all honesty, the only real Irish loss that they've ever had was um, Sexton. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good point. And they've they've. I think I believe they've significantly changed things since that fiasco. Yeah, um, I just don't see how it makes it a better product. And that's the most but important. It, it could potentially make it a better product if almost I, I can ignore the South African teams and the farce of that. If I see more Leinster v Munster and Leinster yeah. v Ulster or, or whatever, I yes, see more of those derby talking, games. You're talking a lot of sense here. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see the best of the Irish go, go, go at each other with full teams and you know destroy each other that, that's what I really want to see <laughs> I want to see the same for the Welsh I want to see but because it's unbalanced when these guys are having derbies the Scottish pe- the Scottish teams aren't they're playing you know so you've got half the league you can't wait to 
wait for this stuff. And then the other half who... So, in another way, you've kind of got to nurture rivalries which aren't in this right geographic location. What was that rivalry tag that we saw? Yeah, more, more than just a derby. More than just a derby. What was that? Treviso Edinburgh. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's... Uh, more than a derby. Yeah. Less. <laughs> it's actually less. It's not a derby in any way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And also more than just a derby. Like yeah. going... Oh, well, Glasgow, yeah, whatever. That's just a derby. This is more than just a derby. Yeah, Munster-Leinster across, a across the pond. Munster-Leinster, that's nothing. That's just a derby. This is real. <laughs> so just to kind of colour this in a little bit more, the chief executive of the Pro 12, I mean, there are good things happening in, in, in the Pro 12. It's easy to be flippant after this news because I, I think it sounds so absurd. But the guy in charge of the Pro 12, Martin, help me out with his surname. It's got a strange surname beginning with A. It's got a Y in it. Um... Annie or so, well, for, for who? Sorry, uh, okay. the chief executive. It's coming oh, from okay. F one. Apparently, is an incredibly bright, uh, incredibly bright bloke, and very good at putting together these sort of international deals. So, if there's one thing you could kind of hang your hat on as a Pro Twelve fan is that you know you've got a very good guy or alleged a supposed very good guy at the top of the tree. So you know but it might work, and that's why he's paid the money he is, I guess. Does he? Yeah, you've got good guys, but do they know the sport? And there, there are there are intricacies to to any sport, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm not so sure. The other the other rumor is Houston. Now, how the hell do you get the cheaters to play Houston? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's only it's just it's, it's yeah. bizarre, bizarre. Concept, it it seems it? opportunistic rather than strategic. Yeah, but yeah, opportunistic, and I just I do worry. That I think where we're all kind of feeling on this is it might actually have to do more long-term harm than good it gives yeah. you the short-term financial boost for a couple of years but then you're left with a, an even less valuable product yeah agreed brilliant can't wait for it it's going to be a great competition <laughs> it is we're six weeks well seven eight weeks away from the start of the season uh so <laughs> something's got to something serious has got to be done in between now and then uh, to sort this out completely read now uh, I've got a few other things on my thing here I've got the sighting committee for uh, Sean O'Brien do you want to talk about that briefly oh god it was three and a half hours they they spent in there apparently went in at half past eight came out at like um, or went in at eight and came out at like half past eleven at night yeah apparently uh, I mean, yeah. Sean O'Brien three and a half was, hours for this, this was for the if you haven't seen it for the alleged yeah. swinging arm to the face it did knock out it did um, concuss Waisaki Naholo. It does yep. feel like Sean O'Brien spends more on legal fees than uh, OJ Simpson. <laughs> but hold on, because hold on. Do you remember in the World Cup he had this like, yeah, like mammoth, yeah, five-page. I mean, don't know who gives him representation, but they're making a fortune. Yeah, <laughs> they're being paid by the hour, yeah, by the word. Exactly. That that did feel one of your one of your favourite uh, phrases, Tim. That to me was a rugby incident. It yeah, was nothing. Nothing I, more to say. I was going to say, but they must have been debating something. And this, I reckon, what they were debating was again one of the unintended consequences of all of this uh, ma- making rugby more and more litigious on the field. Is it was letter of the law. Letter of the law. His hand connected with the face of Waisaki Naholo, which concussed him. I seem to have no time for courtroom rugby, and that's basically what we're getting. I mean, they are actually quite these. Sorry. These things are actually quite funny to read. If you actually get the PDF, uh, I'll give you an example. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, like um, Steve Diamond's P- P- PDF, <laughs> when he was up for, um, <laughs> on, on disciplinary, described himself as uh, 
owner, coach, director of rugby, <laughs> community outreach manager, chief pot and bottle washer. <laughs> yeah, you get these really weird things. But ultimately, why do we watch it? It's not because we enjoy the courtroom aspect. Mm. And what are they, what are they doing? Spending the funds which the game generates on a bunch of legal experts to go to a hotel well, room for three hours. Like I say, you reap what you sow. You start talking about letter of the law and you start having things which are rugby incidents, not malicious, but have unfortunate consequences. Mm. You, st- you start dishing out red cards for them and you start having press that start baying for it and sque- squealing. And a lot of people have, have pointed at some New Zealand press uh, for being a little <laughs> bit salty. I think, I think we need to. I think some United Kingdom and Irish uh, publications need to take a look in the mirror. Ireland in the past have been unbelievably salty. Some of their press yeah. uh, in oh, the in the wake of poor poor uh, poor Johnny Sexton yeah. getting uh, getting getting hit. Smaller nations tend to have worse press. Uh, because they are desperate to get into to get into other markets and get notoriety in the UK. That's what they do. They've got a readership of about three. So when you you know when you look at some of the stuff written in the New Zealand press, the best thing is just to ignore it because they're not talking to anyone. They're, they're effectively um, um, irrelevant outside of a circle. Unfortunately, of what people. happened is the whole rugby fraternity started retweeting an article of a New Zealand newspaper that gave, gave Maruatoji four out of ten, which is exactly what they were after. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It I is. Mean, they're, they're, it is. No one's ever heard of these people. No. Clickbait. So, it's so, but what I'm saying is, it, you get into you get into this kind of um, black and white universe where, and you start saying phrases like "letter of the law" means you get three and a half hour um, hearings about about an, about an accident that you can't help. I'm glad they came to that decision, but I w- would not have surprised me if, um, and it obviously <laughs> must have been something they considered giving him a ban mm-hmm. because by the letter of the law, it was a red card. Yeah. Well, anyway, enough of that. Um, other story for you. Toulon expect to sign Malachi Fakatoa tomorrow. He's been called back into who, the New Zealand squad. Who has been called up for Sonny Bill. Yeah. So he'll, he's in the, the squad, whether he'll be in the 23. Tell you what, the centre partnership of Fakatoa and uh, L- Lau Mappe is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but stay. no, not, not a lot of game time together. No. No, but, it, but if they develop that partnership, my word, that's special. Yeah, but yeah. they I mean, won't. They, well, they why won't. is Fakatoa now? I feel he's like twenty-four, but I've got a suspicion he's not much older. or twenty-eight. I, yeah, mid mid twenties. He's not. not he, he's, he's not, not, not an old guy. Um, he's not quite the destructive force he was when he first burst on the scene. He was like, you know, the next oh my goodness, superstar, wasn't he? Star, Twenty yeah. twenty-five. Bloody yeah. hell! So is that New, it? New Zealand's midfield, they've got incredible choices, but they're not going to have anything really bedded in particularly well. No. No, definitely not. They'll probably go for Lynnet Brown and um, and Laumapi. Laumapi, yeah. yeah. With then Fekitoa as an option, but they, they could always go because Fekitoa at thirteen, Lynnet Brown at twelve will have played a few times. Yeah, but they're, they're sure. going to have to change their winger as well. So the, the well, vote, there's the, speculation Damien McKenzie might come in. I can't see it myself as a kicker. Yeah, kicker and it's, as a, and at fullback or oh. even Jordy Jordy Barrett. But they, they presumably they've made their their call. But they've got it's just it. It's that that Kiwi backline is creaking. No Ben Ben Smith, no Wasaki Naholo, no Sonny Bill, no Ryan Crotty. Yeah. So it's three of their starters and four players, uh, and they're down to their third choice. Winner. I mean, I just hope they don't do um, uh, do. I've forgotten his name now, so I'll I'll, I'll forget that. What's his name? Chiefs. <laughs> uh, Ten. Cruden. The other one. 
Uh, oh, Stephen Donald. Stephen Donald. I mean, that's the guy. <laughs> beaver. Avoid. The Beaver. Uh, See, so what would you do? I'd probably put Dag back onto the wing, and I was thinking D Mac or Geordie Barrett. But D Mac's not even in the squad, is he? So probably Geordie Barrett. Geordie Barrett could Geordie go Barrett in there. Geordie Barrett fullback. Yeah, you could do that. Um, um, with then Laumapi. I don't know. I, what... Actually, I think they might go Lin- um, Lynette Brown and Fekitoa. Just be- just because they will have actually played some, some games together. Oh, I simply true. don't know enough about the New Zealand squad and its workings. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they start with start with Cruden and then put uh, Barrett, Barrett, uh, Barrett to fullback. fullback. And that but, is the but, other option that they have. But I, but I don't know. The reason the reason why you're going to want someone who can kick at fullback is to take the pressure off Bowden Barrett. Yeah. And Cruden also isn't a great kicker. Mackenzie kicks ahead of him for the Chiefs. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. So that doesn't it solves one of your problems, but it doesn't solve both of your problems. Mm, well, it seems to me the All Blacks are quite comfortable not going to play with. A ninety or an eighty percent kicker because of all the other things that they bring. So maybe that maybe they'll continue with that because you know Cruden's not not a bad player. Well, is he? Once the team once the teams are announced, yeah. we'll do a, a yeah. final test hype, oh. hyped up. In fact, we'll have to find ways to hype up that podcast. Can we have to get some of that like epic music. Should we just talk about over epic music for an hour and a half? Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, we'll um, we'll see if we can get Scott Quinnell in to do a. To do a speech. Yep. Yeah. That sounds great. Passion. <laughs> I wonder if I can um, leave him with me. Um, <laughs> yes. That, uh, have we got anything else that anyone wants to talk about? Anything? Any other all? business? Oh, any? Oh, yes. Oh, go on, JB. Go on, JB. Um, obviously. Oh well, no. Actually, I've got one thing go on, that's then. far more important than that, um, and that's Cornerstone. Oh yeah. Just very quickly, uh, I'm just. I know because we're getting. I want to mention it again because I know we're getting new listeners all the time through this Lions tour. And if this is your, if, if you're just finding the Egg Chasers podcast, uh, well, well done. You found the world's biggest rugby podcast. You found the original rugby podcast, and we can sort you out with the best razor on the market. Uh, we believe uh, you will not. F- well, no, you uh, believe us when we say you will not find better. And there's been BBC TV programmes that with all the razors that most they, of the razors with companies. all the razors with all the razors they tested it came out on top so if you're getting other ones that were that were tested you're getting a s- inferior product yeah. and the amazing thing about this with Cornerstone it's mail order you get this beautiful presentation box delivered we get tweets all the time from people delighted with how happy they are and it's four quid less than a pint and you can give it a go and see what we're talking about and for that four quid you will get yourself six beautiful razors which will go on your free aluminium shaft which you can get engraved with your name on if if someone's if you if your old man's got a birthday coming up get that for him four quid and it'll feel like he's got a proper deal so uh egg chase cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers that's cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg tent at checkout um last thing from me uh is the the lions game is on saturday and then we've got a little bit of a barren spell so we are going to do our Basically, uh, our, our super fan section. So, if you want to discuss your team, if you want to write down how you how your team are going to fare this, this year, if you like the signings, if you like who they've released, how they stack up, how the team looks, anything you want to talk about about your team, send it in, and we'll we'll review two or three teams, maybe an episode. We're still working out how many we're going to do. We're going to go do all the teams. But we're going to work out exactly what format it's going to be. So- yes. So we want to shine a spotlight on all of the teams competing in the in the major leagues, and we want super fans like JB said. So yeah. you can get in touch with us if you're on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. Just, just email them through. Just you can, send us- you can email contacteggchasers at gmail.com 
and yeah we'd love to have you as a super fan we might even be able to get you on the podcast on skype to chat about it we'll definitely be able to get your thoughts and your concerns or your questions and uh, we'll see what we can do but it feels weird talking about the new season but you're absolutely right after this weekend it's it's gonna we're gonna be on it's gonna be like we're gonna need some sort of like rugby methadone yeah all the boys (laughs) are already in pre-season it is they're already ramping up for it the the pre-season games are going to be any time now the instagram channel's full of a lot of people who seem to be playing golf uh, but that's just like the internationals. <laughs> when I was talking yeah. to um, one of the lads from Sale this week, it'll be on the Ruby Dungeon. Ding. Um, and he's ex- he's just describing what the, what their weeks are like and what their fitness is like at the moment. Uh, and it sounds absolutely miserable, brutal. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I, I always quite enjoyed the the preseason yeah, element, sick though, aren't you? I mean, that, <laughs> you actually enjoy the working out more than the rugby, more than the sport. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true. I would, I would give up the gym tomorrow. If you could, if I could, but then I'd also have to give up rugby. There's, You'd happily give up rugby. There is a part of me that wishes that I'd been maybe you know played rugby forty years ago when they didn't bother with any of that. <laughs> yeah. stuff. They just played rugby. Exactly. Uh, they but missed. They missed out. But you all. happily gave up rugby to carry on in the gym. <laughs> no, I gave up rugby because I I can't. Oh well, I can't physically play anymore. You can. You can come down and talk H. We, we'll have you. Maybe. Oh, mate. oh, yeah. Nice one, mate. <laughs> there you go. Right, let's go home. Sounds cool. good to me. All right. At Rugby Podcast on Twitter, Egg Chasers Podcast on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Oh, one, one last, last, Acast last. and iTunes and all the rest of it. Last, last thing. Last, last thing. Yeah. We are going to Philadelphia. It is booked. We want you to, to, to come along as well. So just just tweet us if you've got any plans. We don't know what we're going to do, but if there's enough of us, we might do a live recording. And this podcast. is because if it, if it escaped your attention, Newcastle play Saracens in Philadelphia on the 16th or 17th of September. Oh, that weekend, it's that weekend, weekend, yeah. uh, th- second or third weekend of the season. And yeah, it, it could be it's two hours away or hour and a half away by train from New York City. So there's plenty of fun that could be had there it's or in Philadelphia awesome. itself. It's going to be big. And it yeah. is always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. if we can get a group of us, we might do a live recording. We're, I'm not sure it's going to be a full live show. Might There'll be plenty be... of native Americans that will... We, we, well, we have... like Indians. <laughs> like, 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 like the Na- KM. US Nationals. Uh, they're more lacrosse players than rugby. Yeah. Oh, just US Nationals. Yeah, yeah. US Nationals. Christ, yeah. I didn't know we had that kind of demographic. Well, we, uh, well uh, Exeter Chiefs fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have missed the trick, haven't they? Why haven't, why haven't Exeter been invited over? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so any Apache's That's a marketer's get- marketer's dream, that. <laughs> There'd also be a few people wanting to uh, protest about it, I'm sure. Uh, get the get the game in the in the what what's the Dallas Cowboys um It is Cowboy Stadium. Is it Cowboy Stadium? It, is Cowboy the, Stadium. it used to be called the Superdome or was No, it, it didn't. Superdome? It used to be called um Is that Detroit Texas Stadium? Is that Detroit was the Superdome? No, that was the Pontiac Silverdome. And now it's the uh, for, now it's Ford Field. So, seeing as we have mentioned uh, the USA. Did you see their game against Canada this week? Uh, no, but that was the winner gets their place in England's pool. Who won? USA won comfortably on yeah. Canada on Canada Day. F- Fifty-two points to fourteen, I think. Bloody it was. hell, they really did. It, yeah, big big win after after a, a close draw. Who's coaching USA at the moment? It's, a tol- it's not Tolkien anymore, is it? Tolkien, not Tolkien. Yeah, to- J R R Tolkien. Tolkien. No, what's his name? Tom. Uh, it was M- Mitchell. This the who's the guy that we met? <sighs> I'm sure there's. Oh, I forget it. Yeah, it was Mitchell, but he's gone back to. Oh, he's gone to South. Todd Africa. Clever is retired now. That was his last game for was the that USA. His last game? Seventy-six caps, which Fair USA play. don't play that many games. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. 
So yeah, so England will be playing against the USA. Oh, brilliant. Awesome. Excellent. In Japan, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Canada still have like a couple of repercharges they can get through. Yeah. They now play Uruguay, and then if they lose that, they can still get through by playing someone else. Play, play John Mitchell is still coach. Asia quali- qualifier for. I thought John Mitchell had... had Former gone. Sail Sharks director of rugby, John Mitchell. <laughs> 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 Joke. Uh, uh, Mike uh, Tolkien was the old coach. Tolkien. The Mike Tolkien, okay. Son of, or grandson <laughs> of, uh, yes. J.R. Tolkien. Right. Nice, we're out of here. Uh, let the boys play. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.